0: And we're back with breaking news: the new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever.
1: That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure, Jim.
0: Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica, ¿será que la nueva Coca-Cola
2: Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela. yeah so uh yeah. what you need a couple more minutes you you ready you ready all right but um i mean i'm going through you know facebook shows everybody's birthdays or whatever and it, and it looks like to me it's like september my whole friend list is was born in september it looks like it's like every day it's, i got like 10 20 people with a birthday on in september and i mean it's just crazy yeah 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 i know it's the ninth month but oh what you mean yeah oh okay oh oh it's because yeah so that means they would have been conceived in like december january oh okay
0: of America, here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that, from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe.
2: And welcome. Welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, put on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, or TikTok. It's all the same name at Trench chat 24 7 so on this episode we're going to have Connie Burden on to talk about the new news outlet the Texan and we'll talk about um, that and, and some other things and so first off I just want to first say the, uh, a thanks to our new brand sponsor trumpmug.com um, we announced them last episode, and so if you want anything from like mugs, flags, um, pens, coins, all sorts of, as I said, Trump centric merchandise, you um, just go to TrumpMug.com and you put in a code trench at you get 10% off on whatever you like, and so yeah, give them, you know. Give them a look over there at TrumpMug.com. Like I said, I appreciate having them having them on. So, first off, as I mentioned at my social media, you can connect with Trend chat with on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and yes, and also TikTok. <laughs> it's all the same name at Trenchat twenty four seven. And the reason why I bring it up because I've been hearing this. I guess. Um, I guess kind of a saying from a number of people um, when talking about social media in particular. And a lot of times um, I I guess in because Twitter, you know, Twitter, Facebook or whatever social media has, I guess this, I, I guess it seems like social media is very toxic, I guess in a way. Because of all, you know, how um, people can be so um, just outright, um, <laughs> just vicious towards uh, one another on, you know, what, whatever platform you're talking about. And so a lot of times with this, I hear people say, well, you know, social, social media is not real life. You know, try to say or just uh, say something like that. Try to make it seem like, well, basically kind of make it seem like these are not real people. This is not really um, how people are, I guess. And I, I disagree with that. I, I, I hear that from time to time from a lot of people, people I respect. And and but when I hear that, I'm like, I, 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 don't, I don't I don't agree with that because to me personally, I think. Um, social media, all, all it is is it just exposes what's already inside. And what we see, all the viciousness and, and uh, the hate and that we see is basically, it's just shining a light on the depravity that we all have. And it's just, we're just seeing it in public as opposed to all these thoughts being in your, in your head and no one knowing about it. Now we have a platform out here to actually be ourselves, especially with the anonymity of being, you know, being online, you don't have to see the person face to face. So you really get a chance to just say what you want because you feel somewhat safe. And so you just say what you really feel. And like I said, I, I just think social media is just um, shining a light on the depravity of our, of all our hearts really. And so, you know, I think, When people mention that, when people want to say that, you know, well, you know, this is not real life and try to want to dismiss it. I I I think it kind of comes from the notion, I guess maybe, um, you know, cause a lot of people, Christians included, um, have this thought that, you know, we're all, we're all basically good, good people. And so I think it kind of comes from that, even though if they're thinking that way, they're kind of, um, contradicts you know like Romans three, you know, none is righteous, no not one, or um Psalm fifty one, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin, my mother conceived me. Or Ecclesiastes 720, um I mean so on. So it's like I said for me personally, I just think what we see is what we're we're just getting the raw emotions from and the raw feelings from people across the world, um, before internet and social media, we just didn't have, um, we didn't have the capability to tell everyone how we feel, or we didn't, we didn't have the capability, capability to see how other people feel, (laughs) but now we see it. It's out there. Um, I know sometimes I mentioned, um, before that, um, a lot of times when we, when we think about as far as how, I guess, how pervasive social media is. And I, I would say what really has happened is that because the internet and because social media are just so, you know, so easily accessible. Um, what you normally w- would say, maybe in the confines of your own home, you know, to, or to your neighbor. You're putting it on your you know, on your social media platform, which goes across to <laughs> to for everyone to see. It's just I say it's just the same thing. And so that that all that being said, because I know in talking about this, it kind of feeds into it just being everything being so toxic and everyone just hating on each other and just screaming at each other, uh, I guess in all caps, um, on all these platforms. And, you know, I had something kind of like that in a way. It wasn't that big of a deal where I commented on, um, on Texas representative, uh, Matt Schaefer's post um, following the, um, shooting that happened in, uh, Midland and Odessa recently. And, um, you know, I I just said, you know, thank you for standing up for our rights because he had he had a great post. I think you should, you know should check it out. I have it on my um uh Facebook page at you know Brian Bledsoe on my personal page. I think I put it on on Trenchat page as well. But um, I, yeah, and so just by me saying thank you for standing up for my, for our rights, I got some. You know, some hateful comments, you know, and, and whatever. I, I really don't care to respond to mo- to that. And, you know, if they start off with telling me to, you know, go to hell or whatever like that, I, ju- I normally just dismiss and don't care. Cause it was the point. It's not, that's not a discussion. And they definitely didn't start, <laughs> they're not starting off and wanting to have a civil discussion. That being said, um, within that, Um, all those comments I actually had now brace yourself. I mean, I actually had a civil discussion in the comment section in the same comment section, (laughs) um, where I commented and me and another guy, we just, he made his point. I made my point. We went back and forth. I didn't agree with his position. He didn't agree with mine and we kept going back and forth and it didn't get ugly. We, we said our piece, um, at the end, uh, we, we actually sit, um, invited the other to talk again later. And it ended just like that. That was it. It was a discussion, which is rare. Honestly, I think, (laughs) I think I maybe have an actual, discussion that goes past maybe one or two sentences before the other person start calling your names that happens maybe once or twice a year (laughs) online so given that you know that happened um, last week i'm guessing that's not going to happen again till next year sometime so (laughs) but um but yeah i just wanted to i just when i start talking about you know, about social media had have that come up. It just, that kind of something that came to mind, um, wanted to, well, as I mentioned about that, yeah. So another shooting, um, happened in, um, <clears throat> in Texas, in Odessa and in, uh, Midland area. And, um, and, uh, you know, again, uh, in the face of this tragedy that happened and, and also given the fact that it was pretty close to uh, Dayton and, and El Paso. And, and so again, the same people, the same people want to come out here and basically disarm law abiding the citizens and want to take away the guns of people that had nothing to do with none of this. Um, You know, they're out, out in force again, call for gun for gun control and which that prompted me to, that's why, I, um, said what I said on Representative Schaefer's, Schaefer's, um, uh, post on Facebook and Twitter. And so, um, it's, and, you know, the, the sad part about this is that we're going to get to, to the point, unfortunately. And I hope people like, you know, Texas Representative Matt Schaefer and others, I hope they stand strong to principle in the face of all this, you know, emotion that is um, being stirred up. Uh, because, um, but I said it, but time and time again, I mean, legislation by emotion, you know, due to the lack of will to stand up to the four principles. Um, it, it works. And we know it works because, a lot of times you have people go to whether it's the state legislature or up to DC or whatever or whatever. And, and if people enough, if enough people make enough fuss can actually maybe change the mind of, of a lawmaker to do something that they, they themselves may not want to do, but, in one sense, they're, they're thinking about, well, their re-election chances or whatever. And a lot of times that, that tends to, to, to sway them. And because, because of some of stuff like that, like this, we're seeing our rights just being eroded day after day. Um, uh, because of this. And, and you know, this, I was gonna bring this up later on, but I mean I you, you keep hearing about this silent majority uh, a lot and if um if this silent majority keep staying silent, they're gonna let people that you know like this gun control debate they're gonna let these people come in and basically shape um, legislation to basically to the point that where you're not going to recognize this country, especially from the sense of the constitution goes. So I, I would definitely say, um, you know, uh, this silent majority need to stop being silent (laughs) Um, because being silent is not helping. I I don't know if it's the sense of, well, we make our voices known at the ballot box and whatnot. Okay. I mean that, that sounds good, but it's not just the ballot box either. Because unless you're talking about voting, um, like for every single thing, which is which we know it's not the case. I mean, obviously it's um, the the main times are during the presidential years when the most people are are engaged. But um, but yeah, this um, I, I mean, you could you do what you want. I mean, I, I can't make you <laughs> um, get engaged. I can't, but. If, um, you, if you're one of those people who are listening and part of that silent majority, um, I, I can't imagine that you don't see what's going on by, <laughs> by being silent. I mean, it is, uh, I think it's time to time to do something because the, what they said the squeaky wheel gets the oil <laughs> because, um, and there's a lot of squeaky wheels out there, especially ones I should call it for, for gun control. So, but, uh, So, I mean, it was some other things I would get into as well. So, but, um, another thing as well, and, and and talking about this shooting and, um, this most recent shooting, it, it really is starting to dispel, I guess, the stereotype about Texans and guns, because we've, now we've had El Paso, now we have Odessa, and you know, being in Texas and you know, I, I guess the stereotype, especially the people outside of Texas, I guess, is like everyone in Texas is packing. Everyone got a gun. Everyone got a gun. It's like the Wild Wild West. Everybody just walking around with the guns out, just ready to shoot, which is not true. And and it's kind of with these shootings, it's kind of showing that. Um there the the people here in Texas are pretty much just like everywhere else. And there are not enough people that exercise their right to self-defense, which is their right to do. But I'm just saying, there's not a lot of people. There's not enough people. There's a good majority of people that don't carry. And, and it shows it with situations like this. That's a, when you have these situations and you have a very low number of people who actually, carry who are capable of carrying, but have been conditioned by, you know, the media to basically be afraid to take security in their own hands or to be responsible for their own security. And so they don't care to carry and they don't, you know, uh, learn and train to have a firearm. And so just like in Texas, this can happen anywhere. But yeah, don't get me wrong. We have, we have laws where we are able to carry. It just a lot of, just because we have, um, we have laws here in Texas that give us, um, a lot more flexibility as far as carrying. I mean, obviously it can be better. We can have constitutional carry, but even that, even if we did have constitutional carry, that doesn't mean people are going to start carrying. So, um, because again, there's too many people who have scared themselves into not thinking they should, um, protect themselves or should carry a firearm. They have, they have been made to be fearful, um, to, to do anything like that and basically rely on, the police and, you know, and who and whoever the state to take care of them. So, though, so yeah, it's uh, that's uh, that's where we at. So <laughs> and um I, I would hope I really would hope, even though I'm not optimistic about it, but I would hope more people would take more responsibility in their um, in their safety as far as doesn't have to be a a firearm I, that's the i would say that's the best way but if you want to you know whether well, anything else and just uh, i would just guess people will stop being so dependent not only on other issues but also now as far as just you know your own take responsibility and your own safety but so but yeah so like i said we're gonna get to our interview with um uh, what kind of burden later um but first off before we get to that let's hear a word from our friends at The Founding Project.
3: Hello to fans of Trend Chat and Brian Bledsoe. The Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today.
1: Hey everyone, this is Amy Robbins with Alexa Athletica, and you're listening to Trinchat.
2: man i've missed playing that but <laughs> uh but yeah oh yeah oh, now i don't now remember why i stopped playing this because i keep <laughs> i get into it so if you don't know when when that is playing i i am in the back just like ear guitar like crazy but um and then i then it stops and i forget what i'm about to talk about <laughs> so and um I now remember why i stopped playing it oh okay yeah so um Um, but I guess kind of going back to what I was talking about the silent majority, um, you know, basically not doing us any favors by being so silent, (laughs) uh, because I'm thinking about other things as well, because now in response to what has happened, you have Kroger, you have, um, I think was Walgreens or CVS. I forgot which one. One of them pharmacists anyway. And, um, or, and Walmart now Walmart, not selling certain, uh, ammo now and asking people to not um, to open not open carry again especially the whole thing about asking people not to open carry because as i as i mentioned before because so many people have been made afraid to of the sight of a gun now and it doesn't even matter you know it like it doesn't even matter anymore just the sight of a gun is enough to freak people out and now so now you got companies like that and you got all this going on with companies and then you got uh, you know the typical liberals out here you know the celebrities uh you know the blue checks out here just um uh pushing all sorts of gun control and all that and these people have millions of followers and are influential to lots of people especially young people and yet again we have like i said they have this silent majority out here saying nothing and meanwhile all these people are out here pushing these companies to be more and more liberal and uh i mean even to the i mean <laughs> the to the mecca of of leftism <laughs> uh, san francisco out here has deemed the nra the nra as a domestic terrorist organization now um and i mean yeah so and here we are coming up close to 2020, and so you got know, you got President Trump running for re-election, you know, and I, I, you know, it's it's gonna be crazy. Um, you're gonna have this very vocal opposition out here, <laughs> very vocal, and and it's gonna be coming from all fronts, you know. But yeah, again, so. So yeah, I don't, you know, I, I just, that it's starting to grade on me in a way because I'm like, y'all need to step up and do something in a way <laughs> because y'all yeah, just, y'all sitting back and just basically just watching the world burn. <laughs> so, but, um, but that being said, who knows? We'll see, you know, I, I'm not confident really, to be honest, because, um, I, I think, I don't I don't think this silent majority really exists to the point to where I think it makes, it's going to make a much of a difference. I think a lot of them are not, they're just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, I'm becoming less and less, um, of a believer of this silent majority. I'm, I'm yeah. So anyway, um, before we get to our interview, I know another thing I want to mention too is, um, and before we get into uh get to that um just want to s- give a thanks to 1776united.com 1776united.com if you've ever seen me with, with one of one of the hats like the Betsy Ross flag hat or the don't tread on me snapback like with don't tread on me on, under the bill hat and mugs you know I have think I posted some of the mugs on social media here and there. And so shirts and all that. Also the Patriotic gear and accessories, you know, check them out. And if you put in the code 76 militia, 76, like 1776 militia, like, you know, a well regulated militia. So 76 militia dash trench you get 20% off on your, on the 20, 20% off whatever you're whatever on the site so so thanks to them as well to for being um being a a brand partner to the to the podcast and and um i saw i guess there was a final trailer just to kind of switch on to talk about movies a little bit because there was a trailer for um this new joker movie which you know uh, my, my opinions of a lot of these movies, especially the ones that are um, uh, focused on the villains, um, we've seen a lot of these lately, especially in the past five five years or so. Where you have, um, you know, Maleficent, you know, um, basically talking about the Wicked Witch. Uh, actually, I, I, I don't really know. I forgot what that was. I think it's the Wicked Witch, but anyway, it's it's focused on the villain as opposed to the. Um, i guess through the hero or whatever and so you got a lot of these these movies that have been coming out that's um like that and so joker is just another one of those where this is a, um, a movie about the villain <laughs> and i normally don't care for these type of movies only because i feel like they're trying to that it feels like they're just more of a trying to normalize evil in a way um or try to make it seem like yeah, trying to normalize it in a way, just trying to make it seem that they're, oh, well, they just misunderstood as opposed to... just being evil or being depraved try to um uh try to i guess uh make you feel some 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 sort of sympathy towards them as opposed like they're not really a that bad of a guy they just been they were just misunderstood or something like that you know and look like i said you know these are comic book movies anyway but it's still you've had others as well i mean you know there's people, you know, people love Scarface, you know, that was, he was a pretty much a villain of Godfather. And you know, so it's not like just comic book movies or, or, um, or whatnot or cartoons or whatever. But yeah, so, but anyway, the final trailer for this movie came out and, um, just recently the reviews have come out. Um, and I've noticed, I've, I've seen a couple of reviews from these critics and they ha- now, they all pretty much love the movie. I think it's probably going to get like one of those movies that's going to get maybe a hundred percent. Well, close to the nineties as far as Rotten Tomatoes score, as far as the credits go. And, but one thing I noticed in their reviews is that they felt that they, they worry a little bit <laughs> that the Joker movie may get, uh, co-opted or may become a, um, a symbol to the alt-right that where people in the alt-right may see this character and uh, become attached and think, um, you know, use him as the mascot or, or some, as a figure to look up to or whatever from the alt-right. Now, now, OK. OK, whatever. Um, one thing i haven't seen from all these reviews they always mention that they, they'll mention right and they'll mention extreme extremist groups um may get attached may um attach themselves to this villain and they they worry that they would that this may um I, I don't know may be used to um i guess to just encourage <laughs> encourage these um extremist groups but like i said i say it's extremist groups and they they always mention that and all right i've noticed in none of these reviews not one of them mention anybody on like like the left they don't mention anything about antifa they don't mention anything about that it's always either right or just extremist groups like but they don't focus on none nothing that would even be considered or like you know um Anything that would point to the left. So there seems to be only focus on one direction, which is not surprising because obviously most of these credits are leftists. So, and, but that's just something I noticed in that. So, um, so that's, you know, so just want to end with that because as far as I, I'm pretty sure I probably, I don't know, I'll probably turn out watching it um sometime but um so before um going to get to our interview now with uh we kinda of burden to talk about um the new news outlet the texan so before that we'll hear a word from politics and we'll get to our interview hello this is Brian Blusso host of trend Chat also contributor at Politichicks.com Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism With over 300 pages from contributors like myself Talking about topics such as education, social issues, health care, the Second Amendment And of course activism I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com And is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble This is Dana Lash and you're listening to Trend Chat Hello, this is Trend Chat And we are very pleased to have a returning guest with us She is the founder and CEO of the Texan. She is Connie Burden. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Brian? (laughs) So, first off, for people that don't know, what is the Texan?
3: So, the Texan is an online political news um, site organization. Um, We just launched. Let's see. I guess it was at the end of May of this year. Um, we basically, uh, I got tired of being frustrated <laughs> with the left of center media that we have here in Texas. Um, I'm tired of, you know, the things that the left of center media reports being hostile to the world view of those of us who are right of center. And so um, we launched this new media organization. It's only online. Um, We launched it, as I mentioned, at the end of, did I say May? Yeah, end of May. And so we couldn't be more excited about what we've accomplished in a short amount of time, the people we've put together, and the amount of content that we're putting out daily um, to Texans so that they can read what's going on in politics in Texas without you know having to feel like they're the enemy when they read a, an article uh, about
2: politics. You know, as a supporter of yours, um, when you was in the Texas Senate, and the you know the results of the twenty eighteen election were very disappointing. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. you know I, I want to ask you, so uh, how were you in the time afterwards? And I guess in that time, when did you decide to start the Texas? Right. Okay. So you know,
3: obviously, getting into the twenty eighteen election was pretty disastrous for down-ballot uh, races. Um, it was not necessarily a blue wave, a Democratic wave that for Texas, but it definitely was a veto wave. Um, when you have a candidate that comes in and has, excuse me, uh, has about, what, $80 million to drop on the state of Texas and when it's coupled with the beto mania that was just so pervasive with the media here in texas down ballot races just couldn't you know overcome that amount of spending ted cruz you know of course he entered beto into the race against ted cruz and ted cruz uh you know barely won the race um 50 point something percent and uh so those of us that were down ballot Particularly in in our district, the Senate District Ten, it is one of the closest districts in terms of uh, Republican slash Democrat. Uh, it's the tightest district in the whole state of Texas. So, in a good year, it you know leans three percent Republican. But this was a year of you know new voters on the, on the Democratic side coming out voting for Beto. Voting straight ticket, and many of us lost just because of that alone. So, you know, it was discouraging, certainly, uh, because we have so much more to fight for here in Texas. And I hate to see a Democrat, you know, in any position here, particularly these days of how, left, how far left Democrats are. But, you know, um, I was an activist before I decided to run for Senate. Um, and will always be an activist at heart because I believe in um, limited government, personal responsibility, free market economics. It's what I truly believe in. I believe in those principles. And um, I believe that we have to fight here in the state of Texas um, as, because, as so many have said, you know, as goes Texas, so goes the country, right? So... Even though it was a disappointing loss, I knew that the fight wasn't over, Um, and it was really my husband who had been thinking about this media uh, vision for a while, because obviously I was busy, you know, doing, you know, running, being the senator for some district 10, so when, when the election happened, shortly thereafter, my husband started talking to me about us actually getting into this market because he's been very very frustrated that there's nobody no media organization that is um, that focuses on the right of center Texans the stories that are of interest to us um, you know all the stories that are presented currently are from the left of center Um, and um, you know so he was the one that kind of approached me about this he was all on board because he was you know like I mentioned had already been thinking about it for some time so we decided to do it and uh, in really a miraculous amount of time we threw this organization and, and I don't mean to say that we threw it together hurriedly um but it's just kind of amazing. I mean, we did our due diligence, obviously have a business plan, you know, uh, did lots and lots of research and work behind the scenes before we launched. But still, at the end of the day, I'm still amazed at how quickly we were able to put this whole organization and business together and launch it. And I think that speaks to um, the people that immediately jumped on board when we talked about our vision um, and also just the people the void in the market um, so so again so while it was somewhat disappointing we knew that the fight wasn't over and we're just taking our fight in a different direction now
2: and as far as uh, for the Texan, it's uh, strictly online correct it is and so uh, it is only an online publication we do
3: um, also have podcasts so we've already done some big name you know uh, Congressman uh, Dan Crenshaw we've had on. We've had various uh, legislators at the state level. Um, you know, we just had the uh, Young Americans for Liberty president on because they moved their whole operation from D.C. to Texas. So that was a kind of you know unique angle to have them on and hear why. Uh, but it is only online, both written and podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's um, definitely, we're definitely not moving into the, you know, the legacy media world of printed paper. That's pretty much a, you know, even though there's some people that still like to get that printed paper, it's pretty much a dying breed these days.
2: And if uh, people want to find that podcast, we we'll just look up just the Texan.
3: Right. So if everybody could go to the, it is the Texan Dot .news, which is kind of a different URL, but it fits perfectly, obviously. So if they can just go to the texan.news and pull up our site. They'll see all the articles that we have. They'll also see all the uh, podcast um, platforms, po- podcast platforms that we're on, and we're on all of them. So, you know, they can just go to the particular platform they choose to listen to podcasts on and subscribe um to those uh, and you know those are really uh, we also have on those podcasts a weekly roundup um where our staff writers and reporters get together and talk about the news of the week and those are really fun to listen to and i'm i'm kind of of the generation that's not used to podcasts <laughs> so uh So, you know, me saying that means a lot because it's just not something that I'm used to and yet I enjoy them thoroughly. So I think, um, you know, your listeners out there will also enjoy them and particularly those that maybe don't sit down and read the articles. It's a great podcast to listen to to kind of catch up on what the news is, the political news is in Texas.
2: And also, um, I guess the content, uh, would it be like just mostly um, on... On politics or like on the Texas legislature and um, something like that
3: yeah so we are only Texas focused but as it pertains on issues and legislators and different things like that as it pertains to Texas so in other words we do talk federal we do talk state level and we do talk local Um, excuse me right about I guess I guess I should say um, so we talk federal, state, local, um, and but as it pertains to Texas, um, and, you know, so obviously there's going to be issues at the federal level that um, very much affect Texas, for instance, immigration, right? That is a huge issue in the state of Texas, particularly because of our border, um, and so while let's say you know a senior congressman, maybe even from another state, may put for, put forth um, some legislation on immigration. You know, we're going to talk about that, even though maybe that congressman is from another state, because it's it's an, uh, an issue that is very important here in the state of Texas. But for the most part, we are talking to um, you know uh, those who are Democrats or Republicans. Uh, from the state of Texas. In other words, we're not going to write a story on uh, a President Trump or a uh, Congresswoman AOC's latest tweet. (laughs) That's not of our concern. Uh, But we are going to write about, you know, a policy that President Trump may be talking about that affects, um, you know, people here in Texas Life issues. There's a lot of um, those kinds of things that come from the federal level, um, and so you know we'll certainly talk about those. But ma- mainly, we want people to understand, um, or we want them to read about the the issues that affect Texans, so that they can be educated voters when when they go to the uh, ballot box.
2: I've been on since since you announced it, so and I, I definitely enjoy going on and. and, and with the content, I've I've listened to the podcast, and even, um, it's on YouTube as well, am I correct? That's correct, yes it is,
3: Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, I want to talk about, uh, if I may, you know, we are a subscription-based site, and I just want to explain that to your listeners as to why, because there's a, it's a big, part of who we are because of all the research that we did you know there's a lot of news out there brian you and i know this a lot of news a lot of fake news out there um and uh, a lot of it has developed because of the kind of business model that these media operations work under so for instance um a lot of them are um, get their revenue from ads, right? So that's how they try to sustain themselves, is by selling ads. And, you know, first and foremost, we all see it in, you know, online, how horrible that is, because you're constantly having to <laughs> X out ad after ad after ad, or video that poster up, or, you know, things like that that take your your attention away from the actual story. But not only that, um, you have to have so many ads to uh, get the revenue to sustain the business that um, that's where this clickbait comes from, unfortunately, right? All that these media organizations focus on is um, more ways to get people to click on the... uh, On the article itself, and so a lot of times you'll see these headlines that are kind of like, "Wow, I can't believe that," which makes you click on it, and then you find out the rest of the article really had nothing to do with the headline. We've all been frustrated by that,
2: right? Oh yeah, that's
3: called you're right, and that's called clickbait, and and these media operations do that because all, not all, but most of what they care about is just getting you to click on the on the article, and um, so. We certainly did not want to be that kind of organization. We're not looking to be, you know, just to get clicks. We're not looking to have clickbait as the headlines. Um, We're not wanting to slip in ad after ad after ad. We just want to inform Texans, And so, you know, we're not ad-based. And that's why we went to the subscription base. And while that may be a little different for some people nowadays, even though back in the day when we got our newspapers, we all subscribed to a newspaper, right? Um, but, uh, you know, so I, I, we're trying to kind of re-teach that um, to, to people as to why we are subscription-based. The other reason that we, we did that in addition to not wanting to have these annoying ads and clickbait, and it, it takes the focus away from the reader. Um, our organization is very focused on the, the person who purchases our product, and that's the reader. And so that's who we want paying for the product so that we can... We can be quick to respond to the types of issues they want to hear about, you know, things that they're concerned about. We want to be able to move quickly to those kinds of articles. And, you know, we don't want to be focused on what the advertisers want us to print about. We want to be focused on what our readers want us to write about. And so that's another reason I just want to, you know, let people know. However, everybody gets a lot of free ads give me three articles uh per month you get at least three free articles per month everybody does and then if you're willing to give us your email you get a couple more um per month what we're really hoping is that we'll dip everybody's toe in the water with the Texan and they'll go you know what this is just straight reporting it's not garbage it's not fake news um they don't carry anybody's water they're not you know, a left-of-center, narrative-pushing media organization. They're just giving us the facts. And so what we're hoping with those three articles, people will read them and appreciate that we're just reporting the news um, without being a left-of-center, narrative-pushing organization. And that then they'll subscribe um, and be a premium member, which means... Um, if you want to commit to a full year, it's $90, which at, which comes out to about $7.50 a month. Um, which we think is really pretty, you know, doable for most people. It's about a, what, a fast food and a half meal a month, right? Um, and so then you get unlimited content. Uh, you get every article you want to look at. You get every podcast you want to hear. You know, you get everything. Um, but even if you're not a paid subscriber yet we hope that people will uh, share our articles via all the social media sites, Facebook, Instagram and um, Twitter because even you can still share them because um, even if People who are not subscribers, they can open it up and read it because likely they're still on their free articles too. So, you know, it just helps us. The more people share our articles, it helps get the word out about this media organization that's taking on fake news and you know, writes about stories that are important to right of center people um, here in Texas um, without making them feel like they're you know, racist or bigots or liars you know which is kind of how we get um uh, get called right in a in a backward kind of way from so many of the media today
2: I guess one question I want to want to bring up is um like what goals are you looking to accomplish like for the future of the Texan
3: namely I want to be a source of news for Texans that, regardless of the side of the aisle they sit on, while we are unabashedly right of center, all of us who work at the Texan are right of center. But we produce news that is straight reporting, and we hope that people will, um, you know, appreciate and uh, read the Texan just because of that alone. It's like, you know what, they just are reporting the news and they're letting me decide, you know, how I feel about that news. Um, And so uh, we hope that we are respected and appreciated by people on both sides of the aisle. And we hope that they get educated um, about the issues, again, so that they can make educated decisions when they go to the ballot box. So they don't, you know, read something only told from a point of view that tends to um, uh, not respect uh, the right of center viewpoint. Um, You know, we can all disagree. It, It doesn't mean that people that have a different opinion on the right of center, as I mentioned earlier, you know, are racist or bigots because of the way that they... Uh, view an issue, again, for instance, the, the, the border security issue is the most glaring one, right? Um, just because some Texans believe in the safety and security of Texas and want a strong and secure border does not make them racist. And uh, too much of the time, um, media organizations report stories about immigration from that perspective that uh, marginalizes the opinions of those who are right of center. And we don't do that in the Texan. We respect your viewpoints, and we just give you the information. And so ultimately our goal is to earn respect and uh, enable people to make educated decisions with the ballot box.
2: Yeah, I, I really think that um, an outlet like the Texan is will bring some balance to the reporting about what goes on mm-hmm. in, in texas so I, i'm really sure. looking forward to the to the future of it and um I, and if people want to know more i know you mentioned it before about the about the podcast but just once again if people want to know where to find the texan um on social media where would it go yes thank you so it is the texan. News. so if people could please pull up
3: that site Take a look at it. It's a beautiful site without ads, you know, just clean, uh, beautiful content. We also have beautiful pictures. We have our own photographer and use our own um, photos when we can. Obviously, some we can't when we're talking federal issues a lot of the time. But take a look at our site, and on there we show all the uh, platforms where you can go and also uh, look at all our uh, podcasts that we've already done and those that are coming up. Um, we're going to have some great ones coming up as well. Then, of course, go to Twitter, um, put in the Texan. It's all a little different on all our social media. Like, I think, I think on uh, Twitter, it's like the Texan news. They're all a little bit different. But you can, of course, put in search for the Texan on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And follow those accounts because I'll tell you what, it's good stuff. Um, Really good stuff, and I think people will really love what we're doing, and I hope they do and and appreciate what we're doing. Once you become a subscriber also, you'll be a part of our surveys that we send out. We're always anxious to hear the kind of information that you're interested in reading about. And so, again, that just makes us very very agile uh, because we're focused on our readers. We can, you know, um, put out information, articles, podcasts, that are of interest to our readers and
2: we hope that they'll do that all right well thank you so much for your time and I, and and again i, I really you know all, all the best on this new outlet and yeah and hopefully we'll have it back on again soon
3: thank you so much brian i appreciate you always giving me an opportunity to talk about what i'm doing appreciate it very much
2: yep and thanks to connor for joining us and so that's it for this episode and again appreciate everyone listening like share subscribe like share subscribe five star reviews you know the deal so facebook instagram twitter snapchat at trend 24 7 check us out thanks for listening and until next episode next week i don't know who the is gonna be so you just have to wait and see on social media until then we'll chat with you later
1: some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back
3: to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughter's the cutest sew for under 18 bucks, Jan's backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% offer ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store look kohl's account for details